to hear the noise like the thunder in the sky. How it rolls along in a good old song from the sons of Nebraska. Now it's coming near with a rise and cheer that'll sweep all foes away. So with all our bib, we're about to win and we're going to win. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are Two Average Guys. Thanks for joining us again this week. Um, excited to talk to you again about, uh, well, about a few different things, last week being one of them. Um, Thursday, actually, not, not really last week, but Thursday's game. Um, first game of the year, so we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to go into what we saw over the weekend. Uh, we can talk a little bit about the Big Ten, okay. and then talk about our game against Colorado coming up at Folsom Field in Boulder uh, this next week. So, um, yeah, so Jimmy, um, let's go ahead and talk first about Thursday. How are you feeling about the team so far? How are you feeling about coaching? How are you feeling about everything going into uh, week two after week one? So the frustrating part is we have played a Big Ten opponent at the, in our first game every year for like the last like five years. And I know that's good for TV purposes and hype and, you know, kind of see how you are. But everybody else plays these teams that beat, like, 49-3. to And I want to play a team like that, especially when you start a new coaching staff, you know, the rural era. Um, but it also kind of sets your expectation about where you're at. So we picked last week for us to lose this game. I thought we would lose the game. And we should have won the game. 100%. And we don't have very many receivers. We can't throw the ball. We can run the ball and we can play defense. Um, my biggest takeaway, positively, because I'm going positive, I'm going positive, is in years past, the third quarter has been our worst quarter for five to seven years mm -hmm. we don't make adjustments the other team makes adjustments and we don't this first game we made adjustments and it was our best quarter of the game we still lost the game and we still blew a lead so it kind of had that same similar feel to it mm -hmm. um but all in all i think it was just more of like a lack of unknown that kind of couldn't pull it together to to win the game down the stretch. Yeah, you know, I, I feel, you know, it's really, it was upsetting, obviously, to, to lose our, our opener against Minnesota, who I feel is definitely an inferior team to Nebraska, even definitely on paper. Definitely on paper, I think we're the more talented team. They may, may have a better line. Um, they have better offensive defense, offensive defense, defense line, line and yep. an established coach. That yep, has been there for five to seven years, whatever. They're they're bigger, um, but exactly. I really didn't feel like we. I don't feel like we lost the game at the line of scrimmage, though. That's not where we lost. We the did game. not. One hundred percent. 
we played good defense. Uh, not great. I wouldn't say great defense was great, but again, that was the best game that Nebraska's had in a long time. We held them to an average of like 3.2 yards per play or 3.4, which is the best defense we've had, and like 2.2 yards per rush, which is the best rush defense we've had because we've struggled with that um, in recent years on our rush defense. It's really struggled. So we, we, that was a positive thing that you can take away from that we as did well. play. We did play actually pretty well on defense. It was just it was it was hard to like accept that because they kept getting those third down third and eight to third yeah. and ten they would complete a pass and it was just devastating and you know they missed a field goal and what maybe had a turnover or whatever it was mm-hmm. um, that kind of spewed that but all in all they. Yeah, they're really good on the run defense. I mean, Luke Romer is a freaking savage. Gifford's good. Uh, I mean, Gifford is yeah. really good. Uh, single, single ten, single yep. ten. Yep, single He's ten. He's a freaking beast. Um, and it it's kind of a bummer that Ty Robinson's going to be out for the first half of the Colorado game. That could be yep. a huge factor early in that game. I mean, yes and no. Honestly, we kind of played a little bit. We got more pressure we, on the quarterback. We actually after we almost got out. did get more pressure on the quarterback after that, and maybe that's we just did, yeah. that's maybe just young guys getting an opportunity to play. Yeah. Um, Why well, I, I think and 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 not having film on, on a young kid, yeah. you know, where they you know you might know what Ty Robinson is going to do when you get somebody fresh in there. So. Yeah, I, I think coming in with a three three five, we didn't really know what to expect. What we we're going to see from the three three five. No, and actually, I, I liked it. I did. Yeah, I, I thought we did pretty well. Um, I thought that. Uh, we brought a lot of different schemes. We tried a lot of different things on defense. We rolled in a lot of different guys on defense, too, which I think was really good to get a lot of people that playing experience early, guys that haven't seen the field a lot. Uh, we got to see yeah. uh, Buda Wright out there playing linebacker. Uh, I think he's uh, set up as a jack. But like, we got to see guys that we haven't been able to see, but we've heard a lot of hype for the last couple of years. So it was good to be able to see teams or see players come in and play well on the defensive side that haven't seen the field much or at all in the recent years. Not only that, but, um, and I know, I mean, you even said it, like, we didn't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I mean, yeah, we, we did get a sack uh, yep. or two, whatever it was, but um, he was able to, especially on third down, kind of sling it a little bit. Talk about swinging. He, he threw it like a, he threw it like a shortstop, like a baseball player. I yes. mentioned that a few times. He, he <laughs> was, and he was not the best quarterback, but he wasn't bad. The quarterback for Minnesota is not bad, but again, that pass to the end zone I thought was really lucky. He's lucky he had a oh, good receiver out super, there. Great super catch. Lucky. But like, I, I wasn't scared of that quarterback. And again, our defense played well enough that our offense should have been able to go and, and score points and win the game. And, and that's what was tough was, you know, when it came down to it, they had that pretty kind of, if you will, lucky throw and catch where he's drug his foot in the back of the end zone, tie the game, and then a 47-yard field goal to, to win the game. And I know that kicker is good. He missed one earlier. Yep. But, um, I mean, we had a fumble. We had three interceptions. Three interceptions. Um, well, Jeff- was it one or two in the end zone? One in the end zone, I can't, yeah. It, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. We had, those are things we can't do, though. And it's, I, I think the reason why... Cornerstone Nation is so upset right now is because we've seen all this before. Because it just felt like the same yep. outcome. Like we're up ten to three <laughs> yeah. in the 
fourth quarter with eight minutes left and we have the ball and we fumble and then they tie the game and then they get the ball back and win the game like it felt that same way it did but it also felt different to me as far as like the defense was really good yeah and we don't have a lot of receivers i get it i mean we're throwing i mean we're throwing passes to harburg (laughs) I don't, so we don't have a lot of receivers. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if our offensive scheme was good enough to show that we have good receivers. We have Marcus Washington. We have Garcia, Castaneda. Uh, we have Kemp. But I, we have these guys. We have two I know. T- did we Kemp have even catch a pass? One, I think. We have two tight ends that are good. So it's like, it's not that we don't have receiving core. I think our offensive scheme it, was just all got off. Like, is like, it a combination of the offensive line not being that good? Or no. was it play con? I don't even think our offensive line. Bryce Benhart? Played one of his best games I've ever was, seen him play. I thought he was much better. Our offensive line, I don't think, was a, a crutch in that game that made a Aside difference. Aside from Ethan Piper, uh, false starting when we yeah. should have scored. I mean, that's, a, that's a killer, of course, right? But at the same and time. And we also, they replayed that. It was a touchdown. It was a touchdown. It was. But any, whatever. Any other game, that's a touchdown. Whatever, I'm not going to get it. But our offensive line did not prevent us from winning that game. They did not prevent Jeff Sims from being able to make plays in the passing game or the rushing game. Um, it was it, it was upsetting because our we have a, another quarterback who we've seen before. We have a quarterback who is a scramble first quarterback, not a pass first quarterback, which I don't need a pass first, but we got to have a 50-50. He's definitely a running quarterback, which I don't think Sims is bad. He played horrible. I still think there's a lot to see from him, and I hope we see something different in week two in Boulder. Although, I also hope we see the run game from him because if you want, and we'll get into the Colorado game, but their rush defense is hot garbage. Well, and I mean, I don't think Simmons was, he was horrible in the passing game for sure. Yep. He can run though. Like when it was a design run, the, the thing that's frustrating is in the spring, we heard from Matt Rule that, Jeff Sims is a passing quarterback that can run. And I was always kind of skeptical, but I was like, okay. Came from Georgia and Tech, I mean. He's definitely a running quarterback that, at best, needs time to pass. Well, and even then, again, I, I think there was times where he had time to pass. So then you look at... What are the routes? What are the plays we're running? What the routes we're running? Are we running too far? Are we not running the slant route? Are we not running out routes, out patterns? We could have been doing that against Minnesota all day. Like their defense, again, their defense isn't bad, but we didn't run any short slants. We ran a couple out patterns, but not enough to not as much as we probably should have. Well, um, and you're talking like Fedoni and Borkature. Yep. should have been catching, you know, a combination of ten. 10 passes in that game. In yep. a Big Ten, you know, big boys up front type of game, those guys should have caught a handful of passes each. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even ha- you don't have to throw it 5, 10 yards to those guys. Get, you know, 2, 3 yards. Just in- yep. What did Minnesota do? They inched up the field. They didn't have outstanding drives. It took them forever to get down towards the red zone. They weren't well, – they're not making big plays, and that's what Nebraska needs to understand uh, still – and this has been something we haven't been able to understand for a lot of years, is you don't have to go for the long ball. Get get three, four yards in your first play. Three, four yards in your second play. You got a short third down. Get a five, six-yard play every now and again. You don't have to go deep all the time. And don't that, go third and nine. Us. Go third and two. Yeah. 
third and three, third and four. Like your money, your your playbook just opens up so much more when you have those short yardage third downs if you get to a third down. But we didn't even give ourselves a chance to do that. And we've talked about it multiple times. We have to stop continuing to run the ball up the middle when it's not working. We do not have an offensive line that's opening up a lot of holes up the middle. But when we run outside, I mean, when we run outside, we seem to be much better getting the ball outside and running downhill when we get the ball outside. We just don't do it enough. But when we do, we have success. Well, and, yeah, I mean, hand ball off, whatever. But zone read, I mean, just watching college football yesterday, I mean, I didn't watch a ton, but I watched enough. Just being able to be good at the zone read. Like, I, I feel like we were good at the zone read, and we had yep. Bo. I mean, we had Tommy Armstrong and Amir Abdullah or Rex Burkhead. Like, just being good at being able to, you know, have an option. So, yep. when when we didn't score the touchdown at the end of the first half, when they showed the replay. And, and they ended up like three seconds back on the clock. And they put... They moved us back to the six for the false start, whatever. There was eight seconds left or 11 or whatever it was. My thought was, let's do a rollout to the right for Jeff Sims to where he can throw for a touchdown, Uh run for a touchdown, or he can throw it away and save two seconds on the clock to tie the game. And instead... We went to his left, and then he went cross-body and threw an interception. So and he, and he wasn't even close. I mean, he just kind of lobbed it to the wrong team. Yeah. And we had a we had our tight end right in the right in front of the end zone, wide open. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Barkature is uh, wide open. So and so I, I said the same thing. I I didn't want to feel with 11 seconds left. Like we we can run one more play. If it's not there, you throw it out of the back of the end zone. I I said. I was talking to my father-in-law. I said, here's what they need to do. They need to do a bootleg, roll them out to the right. You get a tight end coming across. You may even get a running back coming across as well with him. Uh, or, shoot, get the fullback out there to catch a pass. I don't care. But we didn't do that. I, I thought it was a horrible play call. So I don't, I don't disagree with, not, with, with going for it with 11 seconds left in that area of the field i disagree with the call that was made because that was a really bad call in that situation on the short field to try to go to your left and it was just in the play just wasn't there against him without his vision just he has bad vision from what i can tell so far every interception no, he's got tunnel vision it was bad vision he's 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 <laughs> he circles in on one on one yep on one player um yeah that, Maybe the that, ACC is a little bit different than the Big Ten. Um, yep. You got Big Ten D linemen pressure and linebackers flying around, but well, and and it kind of reminded me a little bit about with uh, early Adrian Martinez and even some later Adrian Martinez. He didn't know when to get rid of the football, dude. You're about to get sacked. You, you uh, can't just kind of try to sidestep a lineman coming at you. It doesn't work that way. Especially in the Big Ten, they, they ain't gonna miss you in, in Minnesota or Iowa or Michigan. They're not gonna miss you if you side, try to sidestep them. And he did. He just gets tackled, and it's like, no, you just went back eight, ten, twelve yards because you don't get rid of the ball. Get rid of the damn ball. So well, there's a lot of and, things that need to be tossed. And, and, and the one thing that kind of sucks is, you know, the one touchdown that we scored was a trick play that went haywire, mm-hmm. and we still were able to 
you know, to get a touchdown off of it, that's not very promising. No. It's not like we handed the ball off and punched him in the mouth and got over the goal line. Yeah. We did trick play that we had a fumble on that we threw a touchdown pass on. So yeah. I, I'm i with you. Like, the play calling, you know, Satterfield, right now, to me, he is the one that needs to figure it out. For sure. So we're going to get to – we'll get to Colorado, guys. A lot of people are talking about it already in the chat. That's fine. We'll, we're going to get there in a second. Um, like, I'm going to elaborate on what Jimmy said because I think – I think Marcus Satterfield, again, a lot of people didn't like the hire coming in. Uh, South Carolina was more than happy to get rid of him. Um, South Carolina has had some good teams over the last few years and just offensively haven't been able to get it done. So there's questions on that hire in the first place. Um, we didn't run the ball enough in that game. We put our fourth string running back in and Anthony Grant when we needed hit, when we needed a running back to hold on to the damn ball. And we put him in, and he's had fumbling trouble in practice, like we talked about last week. And guess what? He fumbles the ball. He was not securing that ball. That was very loose on his right. I, that is okay. running back 101. you got to secure the football. And you put in a guy that you haven't been able to trust in practice in that point in the game, That that's your offense coordinator. That's not Matt Rule making that. He's not making that choice. He, he shouldn't be happy about it either. And so hopefully Satterfield – gets his shit in gear because I believe he is a big question mark right now from a play calling standpoint and a game management standpoint on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that needs to be our number one question right now is how is he going to adjust in game two on the offense after seeing film from the Colorado TCU game. game. So let's roll right into that because if you're watching film on the Colorado TCU game, Jim, what's the number one thing on offense you want to do? Uh, give the ball to Gabe Irvin like seventy-five <laughs> times, or no? Sorry, give the sixty-five. Ball, give the ball to Gabe Irvin like twenty times, and have Jeff Sims k- keep it like twenty-five times. Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, Jeff Sims, fullbacks need to be the story of that football game on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean it. It, ha- it has to be um, Hunter. For Colorado, because oh, legit good, dude. He's absolutely insane. Like if 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 you if you disagree, you're wrong. But he but played what? 110 snaps when it was over 100 degrees. He played on both sides of the ball the entire game. My question is how long how long can that happen? Especially like how long can you sustain that? Not long. How long can you sustain that in the elevation in Colorado? I don't care if you're practicing there. You're not well, playing. You're not playing a not, game. Not only that, but if you're playing a game in November in the cold. And you take a hit. Like, there's no way that you're going to be able to play on both sides of the ball. Like, I'm maybe, sorry. Maybe not. It's, I'd it's be surprised. Cool. It, it, it was cool. Like, he's a badass dude. Don't get me wrong. He's freaking insane. Um, I think they threw everything they possibly could into that first game. Yep. Um, and TCU is not the TCU of last year. Yeah, it's easy to say. They played in the national championship last year. They don't have Max Duggan. They lost a lot of talent. A lot of guys. They have no defense. Um, he threw for 510 yards. I get it. We have to be on our A game next week. But I don't know that it was as 
good as everyone thinks that it was, uh, in my opinion. Uh, again, you're looking at Big 12 defense. Both, I mean, both teams were playing Big 12 defense. Colorado, you know, they gave I mean, up 42 better, points. It was a better start than our than our start. Yeah. You know, in a rule era and prime era, prime won the day. And, I get it. And and you can't, again, we have no right as Husker fans to talk crap about any teams or put down any teams because guess what? We didn't win, and a lot of teams did. So a lot of teams that should have won, won. And I feel like we should have won that game against Minnesota, and we didn't. But those Colorado was prepared for TCU. Um, their running game was awful. Um, so I'm not worried about the run game at all. They had like 55 yards rushing in the game. I know. That kid scored four touchdowns. Uh-huh. That running back for Colorado scored four yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, but he had 55 yards rushing. I'm not worried about the rush game. But anytime they needed a play, you know, third and six, third and nine, long ball. They're going yeah. long. I mean, they're throwing, they're throwing 30, 40, 50-yard passes, and Sanders got a cannon. But Oh, yeah, big time. But, again, like, if you prepare properly for that game, you're going to prepare for that deep pass and get the undercut as well. But you got to get pressure on the quarterback. And that's probably what I'm more, most worried about because Sanders is fast too. With a 3-3-5 defense, we're going to have to really bring some different schemes in there to really get some pressure. And I was not impressed with that part of our game against Minnesota uh, until late in the game when we started to get pressure. But it was very late. It was way too late uh, when we started to get pressure on him. So... Um, again, yeah, blown coverage. Um, and even it wasn't when it wasn't blown, yeah, blown coverage one, but two, just guys that were faster. I mean, you had you had a matchup where guys were faster that they just couldn't keep up with the receiver, which you're going to have in any game. But um, I don't I don't see that being sustained in Colorado because now teams know exactly what they're going to try to do and right. maybe defend it better. And as as we're talking about defense, sorry, I'll go back to our defense real quick. One point of our defense that I was really, um, not, maybe not disappointed is not the right word, but really just I was kind of surprised at how bad they played uh, was Hartzog. Man, he really struggled in that game. He struggled to keep up the receiver. He was always two, three steps behind. I was, I was really, really worried after watching him in that game, wondering, you know, what happened to the Hartzog of last year? Is it the different scheme, the different uh, I think responsibility is, he has? I, I think it's more like one-on-one, like more we're trying to get pressure on the quarterback, leave him on an island type of situation. Um, and I don't know if it was more in zone or if it was it man is, that he was it, getting it, burned, it, but... It, it, yeah, right. So knowing, I mean, either way. so knowing your responsibility, and if that's part of it, or you just no, and, responsibility. No, and I felt, I felt the same way about Tommy Hill because I, I didn't think Tommy Hill was very good last year, and they said he's really improved, and there was one big third down that he, you know, he was a little bit too slow on. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, they must be – putting him out on an island or I'm still really just yeah. disappointed in him, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so the, hard that, to say. Hardzog, that, that was a struggle for me because I was really it expecting was, more. Because he's, he's really good. He, he was good last year. So hopefully we get over some of those first game nerves and go out against Colorado. But another thing is that TCU did not do well against Colorado. And I text you about this. <laughs> TCU started on their one-yard line. They get a five-yard run up the middle, and then 
they get a false start. They go back five yards. Then they run it eh, about 40 yards. Then they get another run. They're at like the uh, 15-yard line maybe. And then they abandon the run and go to the pass. And guess what? He throws an interception. Like, dude, you just ran the ball three times on this team successfully, and then you decide to throw the ball when you're in the red zone? I mean, that's what Nebraska does, and that's what I don't want us to do is if if something's working, continue to do it. Just mix it up a little bit. I I wanted to see more passes to Harburg. Yeah. I mean, that that play was incredible. He's fast. He's got hands. It was was an extreme wrinkle that on a third down, they got a first down that was like, oh. I was like, wait, who caught that pass? Yeah. 10, 10. That's <laughs> yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I even text you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? That yeah. was hard. So, so but like, yeah, those, those kind of things. That type of stuff, for sure. Well, yeah, Harburg, you can put everything I heard from Harburg in camp, in practice, everything I've heard about him, not only does he, can he sling it, not only can he run, he is a pure athlete. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. He can, he can dunk. Catch, he can catch the ball. He can dunk. He can he can line up as a wide receiver, as a slot receiver. No, we don't want to get him hurt. But if you have the opportunity to get him in the game, if you're not going to play him at quarterback, get him in the game to play. Again, another Luke McCaffrey type say, player that we could have gotten the game elsewhere. He just didn't I was want watching to. him at, uh, play against Texas yesterday for Rice. Yep. I missed a couple passes. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, he's the receiver now. Oh, yeah, he accepted that. Yeah, goal, finally. yeah. But no, when he played against Ohio State, if you remember, he took a handoff and ran like 90 yards for a touchdown. Yep. Yeah. If we need to do that, then I let's go. I'm going to throw this question out there about, about Sims. Um, it's been one game, so you know, there's obviously a lot of overreactions out there. I had plenty. I, I'm so glad long. we did the show today and not on Friday or Saturday because I was still pretty like – I'm on I'm on the bus of just being ticked off still, um, not not like in you know outside of just when I think about it, I'm like this was stupid this was stupid this was stupid, um, but with Jeff Sims, how short is his string if he continues to struggle before we put Harburg in because Harburg's too not Purdy, Harburg's too how soon do we put Harburg so. in if we continue to see those struggles as we go into Colorado. So, the only tricky thing for me is I feel like Harburg is a runner first, like Sims. And mm-hmm. so, he's probably not as good. Um, I know you want to, like, shake things up and whatever. <laughs> and we've seen Purdy play. And he's not great. I mean, he can try to run and he's not the greatest thrower either yeah i think sims is a potentially phenomenal runner um i just don't know like what this offense's identity is at this point I think that was because one of the very first things said at halftime is this team does not have an offensive identity. I just don't know what it is. Like, yeah. And for one, before we press forward, the uh, clock rule changes for this year are terrible. I hate them. That you get a first down and it goes to NFL rules and the clock runs. 
Mm-hmm. We had one possession in the first quarter, and we had like one and a half possessions in the second quarter. Yeah. The game was almost at halftime, and we were like, we don't even know what, what our team looks like because we haven't even had the ball. They were going on eight-minute, 10-minute drives, running the clock, getting third down, and we couldn't stop. You know, we were stopping them, and then we couldn't stop them on third down. Yep. We didn't really know what our offense looked like. And yep. until Sims threw that interception at the end of the first half, and then we finally were able to take a lead and move the ball a little bit in the second half. We made adjustments at halftime. We looked better in the third quarter. I liked that. But I hated those rule changes. Yeah. So, But going back to it, um, yeah, I'm not sure what this offense's identity is. Yeah. But, and you know, to Kyle's point here, a lot of people just, they want to just abandon ship. They want to just give up on the team. And I know... It's hard. Who does? Oh, man, you, not that I, I'm not on social media often, but from what I've seen, there's so many people that are like, they just want to, we hired the wrong coach. This team is dog shit. Like, it's yeah. just, there's just so much that happens. But it's, you got to remember, it's one game. Nobody, I, we didn't expect, I very rarely pick a loss for Nebraska. Again, I went 10-2 last year, and it was my prediction. We picked the first um, game lost with the new coach. We predicted it. And it's, it's, not, you, it's just the way we lost. Because we are so used to losing in dramatic fashion like that, uh, especially when we should win the game. Eight minutes left, fumble the ball. I get it. I get it. Yep. Yeah. So I. Yeah. So it's. I get the frustration. Everyone's got to get the frustration. Like we're all Husker fans. We've been through it for almost thirty years now. It's it sucks, but at the same time, again, new coach. There's a lot of new players on the team. There's a lot of new faces. Not maybe not new to the team. But new to playing and seeing the field, we gotta give them, just give them a chance. I know what a lot of people are saying or have been posting is, well, we gotta be done with these excuses because Colorado was one and eleven last year, and they brought in Prime and he has eighty like six different new players. new players, and they beat a team that played the national championship last year. I mean, a lot of that is circumstantial. <laughs> To me, but um, yeah, it is kind of concerning and like uh, other coaches uh, take over like, teams, come in and win their first game. Yeah, like, I mean, do it. other I get it. Teams come in and and they look good, and we didn't necessarily. And maybe you look good on offense, but you don't look good on defense. But it magnifies because you look good on offense yeah. and we look good on defense but not on <laughs> offense so yeah. it's not as flashy yep. i get it um so yeah i mean that's frustrating and a lot of people are like man like a lot of people are saying like you can never do this and they did it or this team does it this team does whatever and nebraska can just never do it and then you look at it and you're like man that loss was like very Nebraska. Yeah, it, it was. So it sucks. Yeah. And it's, and again, really we does. if we get rid of that fumble, get rid of the interception, and we or we get the TV called. Like again, there's so many things that could have gone our way that just didn't. I mean, and, which is which is cla- and their touchdown. Man, the kid doesn't drag his foot in. They miss no. a 47 yard field goal. I mean, no, not, like not even that. Aspects. No, not even the catch. 
before the catch happens. That oh, left, you mean their left tackle? Their left, left tackle? Like three seconds early? Yeah. The left tackle that was false starting the entire game. The entire and game? And their left guard. Both of them were always getting a step before the ball got snapped. <laughs> you, you have to fix that as a referee because then they are allowed to do it the entire game. They did it the entire game, and I got mad every single time because they never yeah. called it. And it was so obvious that it happened. On that play specifically, I yelled, false start. Nope. Touchdown. And, and then, so, again, those are just And just like game of inches. He drags his foot barely in. Yes. Um, they make a 47-yard field goal to win the game. Like, there's just so many different aspects that is just like, why are we so cursed if you will yeah again like you you can't and again minnesota never holds right like there was so many opportunities for holding calls too oh, like, yeah i'm not blaming no. the rest for the loss but there were definitely opportunities oh, no, that no, could no. have helped nebraska and gone our way that just didn't and that's 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 nebraska football we have not we've never been given the benefit of the doubt in any game and we've never gotten the calls we should get our jerseys are being tugged and pulled and uh, we're trying to get away from them, and they're yanking up. I, and it's right in front of the ref, and it's just not getting called. But we will get called for it every single time. And so right. it gets to a point where not only are you frustrated because you're losing these close losses, but you're frustrated because you're seeing the same shit from refs that we've seen for years. And yeah. we just have never gotten those calls, but every other team seems to get them. And so that is frustrating, too. The false start, that was probably the most infuriating thing in the entire game for me was that left side, left guard, left tackle. Almost every single well, snap, they were getting on the pass play, getting off early. Every single one. That was probably, yes, like you said, the most infuriating. The second to me was that replay no touchdown i mean yeah. if that would have been against uh, like if that would have been the other team against us that would have been a touchdown every angle they showed his his knee was not down every angle they and that showed, ball was on that the was line gave urban touchdown 100 and if that would have been against us that would have been a touchdown even uh even what's his bucket the replay dude he's like no nah, it's a touchdown he's in his his knee's not down evan blandino yeah, or whatever blandino band whatever his name is yeah. yeah he even called it a touchdown it it was his knees were it, not down. They was. showed an angle to show you his legs aren't down. They have enough technology in the game to where it should not be that hard to tell whether that ball hits the plane or not. Right. There's plenty the of fact, technology to sync things up. The fact that they still have the chain gang is kind of mind-blowing to me. Like, I get it for, like, players to kind of, like, okay, I kind of see an orange marker of where mm -hmm. I need to go. So I can understand that. But... There's got to be a chip in the ball or, yeah. you know, something. There's so many different things in yeah. so many different sports yeah. that are making the game better. So, But, but again, did we lose because – no, we didn't lose no, because I'm, of that. It's, I'm saying. It's just like – We had so many other opportunities to win the game, it, but those don't help. It's, it's, especially in Big Ten games, especially when you're not – like you're not very good or middle of the pack. Like – you have a series of events that lead to the loss, right? And it's like, it could be one thing, two things, or five things. Mm -hmm. And you start looking at it, and you're like, all right, well, we got flagged for this. We didn't get this. Yep. We didn't get that. And then you look at, what, the, what was that stat they showed? We have 25 one-score losses in, in the last five years, leads FBS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 16 second-half blown leads during yep. that time. Yep. And that includes this week. So 
that's why I think people are, and myself, are a little frustrated. Like, how do we fix that? And, and even a buddy of mine who will always say that, you know, he kind of dogs on Nebraska, even though he's a Husker fan, but even he was shocked that we didn't win that game. Even he was surprised we didn't make it happen. And that is, I was surprised. He's like, even I thought they were going to finish it. <laughs> and they didn't. So. 20 or 10? Okay. Well, so, you know, like Jamie says, we don't know how to win. These kids don't know how to win. You're right. We haven't had kids that know how to win games consistently, so it sucks. And it's hard for them because well, they don't know what it feels like. And it, and all they hear is the negativity. Someone else commented on the negativity. And, and it's it's frustrating because even character again, character NFL guy got played for Nebraska. He said we have the, one of the most talented rosters, especially in the West Division, but in the Big Ten, probably top five. So when you see that, that again, the talented roster, yeah, that's great. But how do we develop them? So then you start looking at coaches. And again, we, we'll talk about Satterfield probably more than once this season. But okay, so I can agree to say that the kids don't know how to win. If if you're talking. But it's not because they don't want to. If, if you're talking, like, a lot of the same kids playing year after, like. A fourth they, they, year Yeah, they, they've been playing three, four, five years. Otherwise, these kids are winners in high school. So they know how to win. Yeah. Like, that's why a team like Colorado that does an 86 new players, like, they won in high school. So they're winners. They know how to win. Yep. That's what we. I feel like that's what we need. Should have hired Dion. No, so, so, <laughs> I'm, so then I'm totally I mean, joking. You can look at your recruiting as much as you want to, but again, it's one game. Let's push the brakes a little bit. Let's relax. Let's go. Let's see what happens next week. Again, even against Colorado, win or lose, we got to look at the good and the bad of the game. And as fans, remember we can't change it as fans, but. Let's get behind the team. Let's let's want them to win. The sea of red is coming. Dion doesn't know what's going to happen. He said, don't sell your tickets. Guess what? Husker fans are going to have tickets. Um, so Husker fans are going to have tickets to the game. We're going to have a sea of red there. It's always going to happen. Uh, Kyle asked here about targeting call that was made. I, You know, definition of the rule it was a Ty Robinson towered over that quarterback. He literally could have just stuck his arms out and and pushed him down. I thought it was a stupid call. Um, I still highly disagree with how they do targeting penalties. Right, because he's going to be out for the first half. You know, they, they made one change, and the change is, oh, they don't have to leave the field. whoop de freaking do they, If they have to leave the field, guess what? They get to leave the field, they get to go back to the locker room, and they can watch the game from there. That that does no, that does nothing to the rule change at all. That they didn't do anything except try to appease some people and think, oh, it's not that bad because they can still be on the field. No, no, no. Don't kick them out for the next game at all. Uh, that was pretty harmless uh, targeting. I thought it was a horrible call. Was it by rule by definition? Yeah. It was, was it targeting? Sure. It was. But I'm at least glad he threw him like ten feet. Well, and. Not that it really matters, but we we met him. He's like the biggest dude I've ever seen in my life. He towered over us when we got a picture with him. He's ginormous. Uh, but he's, he's like super nice, and not that that matters, because when you play a football game, it's the complete opposite. But 
just the the way you've seen him play for years, like it's not in his nature to get ejected in a game. Yeah. Like that was the first time that, and it, it, it was trivial. But yeah, when you look at it, it made sense that he got ejected. Like when I saw it, I was like, he's ejected. Sure. Yeah. Um, and what sucks about that is he's going to be out for the first half. So, yeah. um, against Colorado. So. so, so Patrick, your comment here, you make about the, you know, different coaching staff, same issues, yada, yada. The biggest thing, again, we've talked about this more than once too, is the odd running back rotations. We, you have a depth chart for a reason. You have a number one running back on your depth chart in Gabe Irvin. Why is he not getting the ball? Multiple times. He should have 15, 18, 20 carries a game, and he's not getting the ball. Your your linemen are going to get better when you give them the opportunity to continue to block for the run. You can't just do it sporadically here and there and and just not trust them. So when you show zero trust in your linemen to block for your running backs, you're going to have inconsistency in the line. Again, I didn't think our offensive line was that bad. Stop running the ball up the damn middle. Pull your guard. Pull your tackle. Get something fancy coming to the right side, to the left side. Get a fullback. We have two fullbacks. Use them. They want to hit people. RPO. Get them them in the game. Very upset by not using the fullback. I I, I totally agree. Well, and we did, but it it just was a lead block. It's like once or twice maybe? No, it it was a lead block on like an ISO off the middle. Mm. So uh, back to your point. Yeah. Um, It was some Andy Janovich love. But... No, I totally agree with you because Gabe Irvin is the lead back, and I feel like he was in lead blocking probably for Sims on a couple runs, which makes sense because he's the Hulk, or he looks like the Hulk. Yeah. But when is he him that big? Give him the freaking rock, dude. And we and we know what Ramir Johnson can do. And if all right. If you're saying we want to run the ball, which is all I've heard is Nebraska. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball, right? Your number one running back, on your first play of the season, hand the ball off to him. Yeah. If he gets one yard, okay, whatever. He gets stopped at the line, Yeah. whatever. Establish that identity that you're going to run the ball. Give him the ball. And keep doing it. And wear that defense down. Yep. But, but again, we, we we are too fast to abandon the run. We have not had an established number one, like a, a true number one running back. And, and, again, we've talked about this for years now. Since probably, what, Abdullah and Burkhead were our last two true number one running backs that got so, the majority of the carries. I sent you a picture this week, and I hate to say this. I really don't want to say this, but... The last time I felt like Nebraska was a complete team was when we had Bo Pelini in 2014. I watched the Miami game. Okay? Excuse me? I watched the Miami game. Excuse me, what year? 2014. Bo wasn't coaching in 2014. That was, when that was his he, last year? That was the year he got fired. Holy shit, that was his last so year. So we played Man, Miami God. in Lincoln. Man. Okay, we had Randy Gregory. We had Amir yep. Abdullah, Tommy Armstrong, Kenny Bell, um, multiple guys on defense. We were good in every aspect of the game. Amir Abdullah rushed for 200 yards. Tommy Armstrong rushed for 100 yards, yep. threw for 
however many yards, threw a touchdown pass to Kenny Bell. Randy Gregory got multiple sacks. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was just like every aspect of the game. Amir was returning kickoffs yeah. for 45, 50 yards. It was like, wow, this makes me happy. That's why I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> it made me happy to watch before the season started because, and rewatching it, it was like, man, this is like the last time we were actually good in like every phase yep. of the game. Yeah. Um, and Patrick, good point. Zigbo too. You got, can't forget that guy. He, oh, yeah. he was a stud. Yeah, we love and, him. And what's funny, even with even with Divine, he was not. He's not one of the best Husker running backs. I really didn't think he was that great. I really did. I I was not a huge fan of Zigbo. I thought he was good, but I didn't think he was great. I thought we've had much better running backs in the past. I feel like some of the guys on our team now are probably better than him. We just don't have the line to block for him. We have nothing. Yeah. I, I, I Zigbo ended up. Great guy. Ziggy ended up being like actually great. He he actually really was, um, and that was, and he made him. You know he he made it in the NFL for a minute or at least yeah. on practice squad. Yeah. Just pure effort. That's that's what I took from him. It was pure effort. I don't. I'm not sure it was talent. Yeah. It was just more effort. It was it was, yeah, it was heart. It was his heart and his attitude that probably that won people over and actually sure. got him. Yep. But so yeah, there's yeah so there's a lot of things to improve on and everybody knows that um, going up against Colorado again I, I'm not I'm not going in there with a ton of confidence I just feel like if we have the if our offensive game plan is surrounded by the run game run 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 and then pass and then run some more if you can do that in the game you and play and defense not just run up the middle be man be fancy. Get something crazy going with your run schemes. Like, have fun with it because they are not going to stop you in the run game. And when they do, it's going to open up a play action, which I would love to see a play action because, again, they're Just rushing. Don't throw, yes. Just don't throw it at Hunter. Just don't throw it at Hunter. Yeah, don't throw it towards Hunter. So, again, if you're watching, that dude's a beast. But they have some good players. Their, corner, their corners and safeties are pretty good. So how do we watch that film and understand what we can and cannot do against that team and what we should try to do to be successful on defense, prevent the long ball. Yep. Don't let anybody Cannot pass you. let them go deep. You talk about trying to press them at the line. You can try to do that if you can catch up with them when they, when they try to go by you. You can't. You got five yards, so make sure you're not getting penalties off it either. Um, try to wear Hunter down, I guess, since he's playing, he's playing both sides. He played 111 yeah, snaps it's in 100-degree weather yesterday. Um, Wear him down so that he is a liability, I guess, in the secondary. Yep. And isn't a threat um, on offense because he got, like, what, 11 passes yeah. yesterday? So, um, Brian, good question. So if you're Matt Rule... What do you tell the players after another very Nebraska-like loss? That's actually a really good Man, question. It, Man, it is. Um, you're, a, you're a coach with college kids that have dreams to go big. You tell it to them straight. You sh- this is the feedback. The feedback from the coach It's not even just a locker room speech. It is... Hey guys, we're gonna watch film tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this game. We're gonna run through every aspect of this game, and you gotta be honest. You gotta be straight up with them. You gotta tell them exactly what went wrong. It is that feedback, and then showing them, not just telling them, but then showing them on the field 
when we did this, here's what you did wrong. Here's what you didn't do right. Here's what you could have done better. Here's what you could have done different. It is you are a you are a coach and you're a teacher. You're someone who needs to develop, and that's that's probably the best answer I have because right. you can't be I'm with you. especially your new coach. You, you can't just be like, oh man, like we did it again. No, you're your coach, and you got to take some of the blame on clock management. You got to take some of the blame on the play calling, not just him, but Satterfield, the entire team, entire team of coaches need to take responsibility for that loss too. Uh, because there are certain things that they had, they do impact the game. The players on the field ultimately, though, need that that reinforcing feedback, constructive criticism to get better. And if somebody can't take that criticism, then they don't belong on the team. It's very you well don't stated. hold you don't hold on to the ball. You sit. If you and can't hold on to it in practice, you don't you don't play. You don't you don't see the field. If you screw up in practice, you don't play. Like you have to be tough because. These guys can't just get away with it. You can't have Anthony Grant come into the game and fumble the ball when he's fumbling in practice. He shouldn't have been playing. He was a third-string running back. Should not have so, been playing. No, it's a very, very good point. Um, the only thing I can really add to that is you say, hey, there's a reason that this guy's not playing that should be. He's better or, you know, Anthony Grant potentially. Uh, or there's a reason that this has happened in the past, and we might lose a couple games like this. Yeah. Um, but it's not gonna be because of lack of effort or or mental. Here. It's going to be just because you have somebody that doesn't care as much as the next guy. Mm-hmm. He might be more talented, but he doesn't care as much as the next guy. Like, let's get guys that care. And it's a rebuild. I mean, and I know people are like, Nebraska's been a rebuild for 20, 25 years. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. I mean, you can't count the bow years in my... I, I won't take that. I if won't either. count bow as rebuilding, um, I'll smack you in the face. It's one of those things where... If, especially... Too, I think like a loss like that for Rule really probably lights his fire. Like, wow, I really was not ready for this type of experience because mm-hmm. that's what the fans have experienced. Now I feel it. I don't want to feel this again. Yep. And I'm gonna make sure that I do everything I can, player wise, personnel wise, coaching wise. Hopefully. So that this doesn't happen again, and if it, if it does a few other times this year, then maybe you have to make some changes. If at this point in your playing career, if you're still making some of the same mistakes, if you're not learning from your mistakes in the past game or practice or whatever, if you're not learning. Guess what? You sit. You don't play. This is not. We're not handing out participation trophies. Another close loss doesn't matter. You still lost. A loss is a loss, and that's what yep. Rule said in the po- in the uh, post game too. He's like, I don't care if it's close loss. We lost. We didn't win the game. That's what matters most. Just because we lose by three doesn't matter. So yeah, you, we've been you down have, that road for the last you, several years. I don't care how many points we lose by. I don't care how many points we win by. When when you, you go win to, by one point, we win yeah, the, f- we win the game. effing game. When you go to the NFL, our coach is going to be easy on you. No, if you screw up, you sit. I don't care. Where if you came in as a five star, I don't care if you came in as a four star, I don't care if you or a first round draft pick, yeah. I don't care if you were an undrafted free agent. When you get to the NFL, it does not matter. Yep. And the guy that 
makes the play to win the game by one point is what matters. Yeah. Oh, in the in college football, you you can't just give these guys a chance because they're a nice kid because they try hard. No, they got to prove it on the field. They got to prove it every single week in practice. If that means Gabe Irvin goes from number one to number two because Ramirez Johnson was the better guy then play Ramirez Johnson. You have to play the guy that's game ready, ready to go, ready to make a difference, and ready to win that game. If you're not ready, you're fumbling, you're making stupid mistakes, mental mistakes. Jeff Sims, you're sitting. Harburg, you're in. Harburg, you're sitting. Purdy, you're the best quarterback. We're going to play you. You've had a great couple weeks. You're listening. You're doing everything you need to do. These these QBs keep turning the ball up, whatever it is. Well, and it sucks because Casaneda uh, got hurt. And, um, shoot, I went blank for a second. Um, what's his name was, oh, Marcus Washington was suspended for the first half. Yeah, that was weird. So, and obviously we don't know about that. So it's just like, man, we can't just like get it all together. (laughs) And Xavier Betts quits. Like, we, we, we can't just have like, on paper and Nick Henrich is hurt. And out for the first game. Yeah. Like, you can't just have, like, your best roster for the first game. Perry, so. Perry here says Nebraska has no chance in Colorado. There's always a chance, my friend. There's always a chance. You got to look at the entire game, not just the score, how not many, just the offense. How many so. people would have said no chance for Colorado against TCU when they were 21-and-a-half-point underdog. underdogs? Yep. Just saying. There's always a chance. You have, Again, it's all about preparation. It's all about how you prepare, you know, how you come into that game it's all about how you start so um yeah so yeah so Corey, you missed it so man yeah, i went, I, I went on it. a rant about that false start on yeah, Minnesota's TV. all game totally it, agree it was all game Corey. all game that left tackle left guard both of them were getting a step early every single freaking play drove me nuts drove jimmy nuts the, the, the thing is shouting is from the rooftop we, we we've got to get past and we, I mean, we said this earlier. We, we've got to get past the excuses of referees and penalties yes to and, lose games. Yes and no, because it does that impacted the game in such a big way well, that if they call that, what that changes that potentially changes the outcome of the game. Well, and the same thing with the review that we scored the touchdown on. Yeah. So I mean, I get it. Um, it's just. It, it almost seems like maybe we are, maybe we are cursed or maybe we are just have bad luck, but it seems like we always have a loss, and it's like, well, the ref screwed us on this player too, and it's like you can go back to multiple mistakes that we made yep. too that yeah are. Just as big, if not bigger. But, but ultimately, the, the some of those plays had a huge impact on the game, and that one specifically should have been I called. I totally agree. That was probably the most obvious one too, all game. Like that was definitely he was he was a step back before it was the ball still on the ground, and he is already moving backwards. And anyways, uh, Greg, yes, we predicted the Huskers would beat Colorado. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I said we'd lose. We we said we'd lose to Minnesota, and then we said we'd beat Colorado. Yep. So. We're, we're sticking with we're, we're, we're one for one we on are picks. Man of our word. We're man going two words. for two. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I know a couple of people probably joined in a little bit late. Hopefully, you guys caught a uh, majority of this, but appreciate all the comments today. Saw a lot of new names on the show today. Um, yeah, cool. So we, we just got we're gonna wrap up here, but 
definitely enjoyed having you on the show. Uh, again, it sucks. Yes, we lost. It sucks. Um, not a lot of people predicted us to beat Minnesota. Are, were we the better team? Absolutely. I think Nebraska is much better than Minnesota. I think they're going to maybe have one or two more wins the rest of the year. They'll probably have three. But I don't think they're going to be the 7-8 win team this year. I just 9 win. I, there's not, I don't think it's going to happen. They just aren't. They're not that good. But I don't know what their schedule is either. Anyways. Appreciate you guys. Um, Actually not <laughs> no, he, he's not terrible. But again, I, overall, we're a better team. But uh, appreciate y'all having on. Uh, first time tuning in, Brian. And do we have a live stream on the game recap and same time? So we do. Uh, we do a post game, uh, usually the Sunday after the game. So games on Saturday. We do our show every Sunday during the year. Uh, we throw our show up on YouTube. We also have a podcast that's uh, you can stream on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, so there's more than one way to tune in, but our live show where we're going to respond to questions, interact with uh, with fans. Um, I like to say our fans because we have a lot of guys, people that have been with us for nine. This is our ninth season, Jimmy. Nine years. We started back. Is there nine? Yep. Our first year was uh, the Sorry, first year of Mike is, Riley. This is our this is our new pop. Sorry, you've probably seen Millie over the years. <laughs> this is Sadie. She's the new little one. I'll put her down. But yes, this is, <laughs> this is ninth. I was thinking it was eighth. Ninth, ninth year. So, um, so pretty, pretty, pretty fun. Uh, again, this is just fun. Oh, for we us. freaking love it, man! But uh, we're, we're looking to do a few new things this year. We do have another um, new logo coming out this year. We got a new logo on our on our Facebook page for two average guys. Uh, so we work with um, work with Corner Cornhusker Nation. Uh, we know the person who runs Cornhusker Nation, so we work with them to get the show on the page. Um, but we'll be back every Sunday. Um, we might do a few different things this year, kind of depending on schedules too. We both got full time jobs. We don't get paid to do this. So, uh, but one thing I do want to mention real quick before we let you guys go, uh, we are going to be doing a um, an NIL uh, working with an NIL company this year called On It Athlete. Um, oh. So they have uh, trading cards, uh, football cards for, or not football, not just football, football, volleyball, volleyball. baseball. Volleyball, yeah. um, they're going to have cards for the Huskers, and so we're going to start bringing on and doing giveaways um, once we once they get Nebraska cards in stock. So something to be excited about. Um, again, this is an NIL deal, so we'll we'll be partnering with them uh, for these yeah, trading cards, awesome. Awesome. which should be pretty cool. So as soon as we get more information, uh, we'll get it out to you. Um, Hopefully we have a new sign up here soon. We'll see. We, we got a few things in the works. We again. got a lot in the works. Um, so, Greg, we'll answer your question before we go. Score predictions against Colorado. So, I got oh, I got Huskers in a nail biter. I'm gonna say it's gonna be uh, 31-27 Nebraska. I was gonna say 35-31. Something. It's gotta be. <laughs> It's got to be Nebraska. It's got to be Nebraska. So, um, again, appreciate it, guys. Uh, we're right by an hour, so we're going to get kicking with the Killigans again. Thank you guys for allowing us to use your song during the show. We're going to get going here on that. Wish you guys a great rest of your uh, holiday weekend. Yes. Hopefully, you have, hopefully you don't have to work tomorrow, uh, but enjoy it. Uh, enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you soon uh, next Sunday after we beat Colorado. Let's go. Let's go. Cheers.
You can hear it grow in the evening glow or the hush of early morn in the states of fair. My battery had to get.